Well, and welcome to this bonus episode of Fools Russian STFC Fan Chat. Um, it's been a, a roller coaster week already. Uh, despite having 10 men, we beat Forest Green, and now we still head into a, uh, another massive, massive fixture at the weekend, looking to keep our playoff push going. And as you can see, a win brings everyone out. They all want to have their say now. So let's uh, let's do the uh, hellos to the mega panel tonight, starting with, as you appear on my screen, hello, Ned, how are you? I'm good, thanks. You all right, Five Feet? Very well. Good to have you with us as usual. Friday night, Joe. Good evening, mate. <laughs> Hi, mate. It's good to be back. I love these uh, end-of-week shows because I can actually get on them. And uh, mm. we love doing them so that you can get on them. Uh, Craig is with us as well. He's uh, he's managed to get off the get off the railway line. How are you, buddy? Yeah, it's amazing what a win can do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich is managed not to go to bed to do this one as well because we are recording very very late. How are you, pal? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Looking a bit tired. Are you going to last the episode? Oh, I should do, mate. Should do. <laughs> um, as always, uh, two ever reliables, Ben and Woody, are with us. Hi, Ben. How are you, Woody? I'm all good, Stephen. Good. And Woody? All good. All good. Thank you. Good. Glad to have you all with me this evening. Um, as is tradition, Rich, let's uh, let's delve straight into the last game and talk about the, the uh, win midweek. Yeah, fantastic, wasn't it? Fantastic for the club. Fantastic for everybody that was in attendance. Uh, big attendance for a Tuesday night, of course. Uh, you know, it looks it's that playoff push is looking good still. You know, obviously we have got to rely on uh, other teams above us, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, as long as we continue to be playing the football like we had done on Tuesday, it was absolutely fantastic from start to finish. You know, you could tell it was a real team performance. Uh, everybody was just there for each other. Everybody uh, put their uh, bodies on the line to, uh, you know, get that game wrapped up because we all know we wanted that game we knew it wasn't going to be easy we knew it was going to be uh it was going to be a tough grind for us but i think it was a game that we all knew that we could win and uh you know uh we started off fantastically well um what i will start to say is that it was a, a fantastic uh tribute uh in the fifth minute to uh to link as well uh, it was really good to see the players joining in on that um, and almost stopping play as well. So that was uh, that was really, really good. But to, uh, the way that we took both goals, um, and I think we were probably unlucky not to get more goals, to be honest with you. Um, but the first goal was literally McCurdy's bread and butter, literally getting behind that uh, last defender, playing the ball either cross goal. Sometimes he shoots himself, uh, but he was unselfish. Saw Barry was coming in the back post and he was an easy tapping for him, uh, you know, and um, I'll let the others talk about the other goal, but, you know, it was uh, it was just a really good game. And, you know, if that doesn't give us confidence, I don't know what will, you know. Uh, these last two games, I mean, tomorrow is more of a banana skin than anything. I think Walsall, I think we're all slightly confident going up with three and a half thousand fans uh, to Walsall. But, you know, I think uh, Barrow is the one that we really need to focus on because that is the game that uh, could potentially define our season. Well, um, very interested in, in everyone's um, sort of view on, on the performance and result. And I've kind of try to give you all a, an individual leeway in. So, so thanks for that, Rich. Um, Joe, let's let's talk about 
going 2-0 up at that point, essentially in dreamland. Yeah, and I mean, the, the thing that impressed me the most was, first half, we've just completely outplayed the best team in the league, or so you say the best team in the league. And the second half was a performance that I haven't seen from a Swindon team in a long, long time. As in players throwing themselves at the ball, running, running. I mean, Jack Payne, I don't know how he's, I don't know how he lasted the whole game that little, with his little legs as well. He's running twice as far he's as... He's still running, mate. He's still you know, running. He, they're all unbelievable. All of them, Conroy and Baudry at the back, head and everything. You know, it was just such a great team performance and, and, and the crowd got louder and louder the later the game got on. They, you know, you start cheering headers, you start cheering tackles, you start... But you could see that it really did give the players that, that extra bit of, bit of energy to get through to the end and that was what impressed me most was the, the the complete contrast from the first half of you know brilliant attacking flow and football, and then really having to dig in and, and, and grind for the for the points in the second half. It was a shame because I think the referee lost the game second half and completely ruined it. It's just there was no barely any football in the second half. It was all referee call, making decisions and time wasting. And as as you would at two one up, you know you're going to time waste. But it wasn't much of a spectacle second half, but. The, the the sort of togetherness of the team and the and the passion they showed to get those points was was what impressed me the most actually. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and those are sentiments echoed, I think, um, by a lot of people online. And that's actually what I wanted to ask you about, Woody. It was uh, certainly a game of two halves um, after the red card and and the overwhelming sort of response, um, particularly from from fans online um, afterwards. That there was the the mixture of relief that we got the result, but also the the pride, not just that they won, that, that Swindon won the game, but particularly with what they had to endure for 10 men for so long. Um, and there was a lot of people saying, you know, every single one of them battled, worked so hard stuff. Like Joe was saying, stuff that isn't necessarily associated with all of, not just this Swindon Town squad, but maybe the last two or three seasons Swindon Town squads. Yeah, I, I completely agree, actually. I think... Um... It was probably, in terms of the game as a whole, probably the game I've enjoyed the most at the county ground for a long time. For, for the pure factor of, like you've said, first half, absolutely beautiful attack and football. I mean, it was it was intense. It was beautiful to watch. And then the second half, we had to put in that grind. And what I think maybe kind of the proudness, if you like, came from it and the pride that came from it was the fact that the moment that um, Ellis got sent off, it genuinely felt like Forest Green were going to get away with everything. How that 22 still remained, you know, on the pitch, I'll never know. Um, you know, it come out evident, apparently, that he actually spat in Johnny Williams' face as well. Um, you know, but it's it felt like after that moment, he was going to get away with everything and he had loads of the ball. Um, but yeah, the, the grit, the determination um, is not... Is it something that we haven't seen for a while? I wouldn't say we haven't seen it completely in the last couple of seasons, but we haven't seen it to that level. We haven't had to soak up what Forest Green took to us. Um, so yeah, it was really entertaining. Um, we grinded out the <laughs> we grinded out the result um, as well, um, and and I think we deserved it more than anything. I think there were a couple of people that said after the game. You know, maybe Forest Green probably deserved more than what they got out of it. But it always annoys me saying like that because sometimes an absolutely brilliant defensive display should 
out far as should outweigh an attacking display. You know, we attacked better than them in the first half and gave us the lead, and we defended better than they attacked in the second half. So, you know, absolutely kudos to all every single one of them. And I was gutted that Ellis got sent off because the first half, that's the best game I've seen him play at left back. And I just think, as I've personally seen him play at left back, um, so I was a bit gutted, and I'm, I'm a bit gutted he's going to miss uh, Saturday as well. But yeah, what a performance! I, I was absolutely buzzing. I'm still buzzing now from it. Well, again, you're all sort of. It has to be said, I haven't passed round an agenda because you're all very neatly segueing into the next topic I want to talk about. Ben, let, let's discuss the red card. Um, it a big blow, as as Woody was just saying there, and obviously we'll, we'll come on to the the preview shortly. Um, but but yeah, to to go down to ten men so early in the second half, and did did you think it? I mean, it was a second booking, wasn't it? So it, it's not like do you think he deserved a red because two yellows is a is a different matter, I suppose. But but it it did seem to be um, when when you couple that with Joe's comments that the ref lost the game, kind of thing. You you do start to question one or two things. Yeah, um, I think the game did go out of hand a little bit, and um, I do think then number twenty two was trying to bait Johnny Williams so they could, we could get another one sent off. Um, yeah, it turned out we had to defend because there was about seven minutes injury time in the end, 45 minutes of 10 men. Um, I think that's the best defensive display I've seen from us uh, against a really good side who moved the ball around pretty quickly that I've seen with us all season. Um, I think um, that last 45 minutes will probably do us more good than any performance this season of the unity and the belief that's gone through the players and now they thought now they've done that there's no reason why they can't win these last two and may even win the thing you know um I think that's such a good confidence booster and fit it and good for team unity the wonders it confidence it will do for Conroy who's been short all season the confidence uh, Baldry is Baldry before you know this is the Baldry I remember under Richie Wellens it's fantastic um, yeah they just defended so well and everyone was a team and you know they, they all put the yards in McCurdy couldn't walk for the last run for the last 10-15 minutes um, they worked so hard um, and as I said absolutely deserved it um, I, I, I can't see anyone help thought that Boris Green earned anything out of the game because they created nothing, nothing. And they're a good team. You know, their, their goal was slightly fortuitous. Um, yeah, I, I'm just full of praise. About a whole game, I was sat on the end of my seat, just basically chewed my nails for that second half, but we did it. And um, it was it was deserved, and it was a, it was it was a wonderful performance. Uh, it, the game itself felt like a playoff game, and we need to bring that again to the weekend. Um, Ned, we've been critical at times and, and we, we've called out our own fans. Um, they've called us out for saying it, but we've called out our own fans at times this season. Um, McCurdy came out and said that he wanted the fans. He wanted that 12th man. Uh, Garner echoed sentiments and said he completely agreed. Um, and fair to say, uh, the fans did turn up. Yeah, and um, it's it's what I said in the last episode, isn't it? If they come out and be honest, um, and just ask people to you know to do something, um, aka sing, then we will do. I mean, it's as I said, you know, as football fans, we tend to 
get comfortable you know we, we've just had our you know our dinner or whatever we sort of get a bit sleepy and you sort of forget actually you know you should be there's something you should be doing at this game but you get comfortable no one around just singing okay I'll, I'll remain quiet but when they come out and say come on you know it's been quiet the last couple of games they, let's you know raise the raise the roof here then people will do it because we want to get behind our own teams we just you know seem to forget every now and again but you know I just want to echo what everyone else is saying and what a gritty wonderful team performance in the second half that was absolutely fantastic you know it's already been mentioned but Jack Payne um bloody hell he if the ball was being passed back to their centre backs, he was chasing them up the field, and it's just—it was just so impressive to watch. That that number twenty-two, Godwin Malief, um, I'm not sure if he spat in his face. I've got to be honest, but what I definitely did see was with Johnny Williams. Johnny Williams went to go and pick up the ball, and then Godwin Malief got it before him, and then went the to older... throw, went to throw it in his face, and then so Johnny. Williams sort of reacted, you know, sort of to dodge out of the way. And then he just laughed and shouted in his face. So whether he spat or not, I don't know. It might have been, um, I, I, it might have been a separate incident. I don't know. But um, but that would have pissed me off big time. So fair play for Johnny Williams not reacting to that because, do you know what I mean? He really could have, uh, you know, uh, reacted to that. But um, I mean, from it was from, from the start of the second half, wasn't it? They were, I mean, it, they weren't so bad in the first half, but the start of the second half, you could see that they were goading. They were goading our players. You know, the, the tackles were coming in harder um, and there was a lot of talking, you know, to the players as well. And you could just see. And then as soon as we got the players sent off, then you can see that the other players are saying, OK, everyone calm down now because it's like we've we've done it. We've, we've got our advantage now. Um, so, it, you know, it was ultimate shithousery. Um, if that was Swindon doing it, I would have loved it, but because it was Forest Green, <laughs> oh, the bastards. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable, you know, considering some of our, you know, defensive organization over, you know, the last half of the season. Um, it was just so refreshing to see. And, you know, as, as you said, fair play to the fans. We, you know, everyone started singing and, Got behind the team, and when we when we needed to be louder, we were. So fair play to the fans. No, uh, absolutely, uh, completely agree. And uh, Craig, last but certainly by no means least, as we sort of said in the introduction, it, it was a performance to be proud of, but a result that we needed, and it keeps us firmly in the mix. Yes, it's still not completely in our own hands, but we we did the job that was needed on the night. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't see the game, but um, but but yeah, just to get obviously get the result that was that was the you know the bare minimum. That's that's what we wanted, and like I said, it keeps us in contention. And um, you know, it's still incredibly open there. You know, you've got <laughs> Tranmere and Salford below us, <coughs> excuse me, and then Sutton and Rovers just above us as well. You know, and it could be any two of that five. You know that that that. Go uh, that 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 finish in sixth and seventh for the um for the end of the season. So you know the players did you know did us proud by the sounds of it with their performance. The fans did you know did the players proud with um which what sounded like generating a good atmosphere there, which was what you know like we were alluding to earlier with what McCurdy was saying, and um and and yeah you know we're there and um you know we got Barrow. It's not going to be easy. Um, it's not going to be easy tomorrow, but um, 
it, it, you know, they've um, they've done us a favour, really. Their their last few games because they beat Forest Green, and I think they beat Mansfield, and um, they drew with Salford as well. So they've taken points off the teams around us. So we we know it's not going to be an easy game um, tomorrow. But um, Sutton as well, they beat Sutton as well. Beat Sutton, yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah, they 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 haven't been great this season, but. Even though they got nothing to play for, we still got to, you know, we got to make sure we do the job tomorrow. Looks cool. like there's going to be a good crowd out there, you know, with opening up the Stratton Bank as well. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it'll be great. It'd be great if we could fill, fill the ground up. And, um, and I, you know, I'm going tomorrow and taking my kids and I'm hoping to break my duck so for the season. Oh, no. oh dear. <laughs> no. Um, just a just a, a quick straw poll, if I may, uh, based on the comments that, that Ned was making then. Obviously, our result coupled by Exeter's result, congratulations to them for getting promoted, um, they're now level on points. So do we believe that Forest Green will win the league or do we believe Exeter will win the league? Ned? Exeter. Joe? Exeter for me, best team I've seen this year. Craig? Exeter, they've got the momentum. Rich? I don't really want to see either of them, but I'd probably go Exeter. <laughs> I, got, I haven't got much of a choice now, have I? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Exeter. They they outplayed us when we played them <clears throat> uh, away. Yeah, definitely them. Ben? Uh, I'd like to say Forest Green, but I'm going to say Exeter. I have a reason why I say Forest Green. Because you're very <laughs> No, 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 it's not that. Forest Green's last game is against Mansfield. Mansfield's next game is against Salford. They draw with Salford and don't beat um, and don't beat Forest Green last up. Okay. <clears throat> then um, that opens the door for us. Check Ben with an actual professional four-tail answer there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Late, had a few beers. <laughs> nah, fuck, fuck the rest of the mass. Fuck Forest Green. I want Exeter to win the league now. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, thank you, gents. Uh, before we, uh, or, or leading into discussing um, tomorrow's game, it is still tomorrow's game, isn't it? We're not quite past midnight yet. Um, we stuck a couple of uh, Twitter polls out as well um, over the, the last sort of 24, 48 hours. I'm just interested in, uh, in your guys' specific views on it. So question one was predictions for Saturday. And 89.9% uh, of people have said Swindon Town win. 7.2% um, said score draw. Uh, negligible, it, it equates to 0% said nil-nil. And just 2.9% saying Swindon Town are going to lose. Um, so, like I say, we're going to come on to the preview shortly, but just very briefly, Ned, are, are you within that sort of almost 90% thinking we're going into this game going to win it? I think so. Um, there is reasons why we might not win it, but... Um, I just think we've got real good momentum at the moment and um, I think the crowd will be brilliant on Saturday. So I think that will carry us over the win. Okay. Um, more interestingly, and I'll ask all of you guys for, for your thoughts on the next two. So as of, as of right now, or at the time they voted, um, will we make the playoffs was the question. Um, 50, for round figures, 55% said yes. Uh, 29% said no, and 16% saying, I really don't know. Um, where are you at time of recording 
yes, no, or really don't know? Let's go in reverse order, Woody. Yes, I think we will. Because if we win the last two games, I just can't bear the thought of having 77 points and not getting playoffs. So I'm going to say yes, we will. Was a one-word answer, by the way, Woody. <laughs> Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Had to get you. Had Have to you get started you. on the drink already, Rich? <laughs> nah, this is water, mate. Yeah, yeah. We can't see what's really in there. Uh, yeah. Ben, where are you right now? Yes, no, or don't know? Exactly the same as Woody. Uh, I'm thinking yes. Um, I think if we do our part, which I think we will do, I can't see how a team can get 77 points with our greater goal difference than pretty much most teams around us not make playoffs so I'm sure someone will bottle it hopefully it's not us I was just giving him a moment there that was an intentional pause to see if Rich also pulled Ben up for not giving a one word <laughs> answer but he did it so so clearly there's a bit of beef there between I, 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 I couldn't do it twice it wouldn't have been funny the second time shut up Rich we didn't care next <laughs> uh, Rich where are you on this subject yes, yes. one word answer Craig um, yeah, I was in the don't know. It's, we, we're relying on too many other results to um, to, be, to, to be certain. Not that many. One team fucks up, then we're in. <laughs> yeah. We're in. Yes. One. Mm. Just yeah, but... one of those teams above us, and then any team from third to seventh can be caught. And we can still get all max, by the way, guys. I mean. <laughs> third... That, yeah, it, that's like <laughs> thousand to one, I think. Yeah, well, I know. Great if we did, though, wouldn't it? I think third, fourth, and fifth are a bit are just out of our reach. They'll, yeah, they'll, you're probably right. Uh, I think if we're, we're going to get one, we're going to get the last playoff space. Yeah, I think. We, we're looking at either Rovers or or Sutton. I think. I think Mansfield might be one Mansfield, though, because they got Forest Mansfield. Green, they've got tough and... games. Salford away. Just, I think they might have just had enough to get them over the line, Mansfield. But... And just had to find a way of basically saying it could go either way without actually. <laughs> Ben's arse is full of splinters from that fence that he sits on every single question. Um, Joe, where are you on this one? If we win both our games, then yes. <laughs> and uh, and Ned? Um, I'm saying definitely yes, because I reckon Bradford beat Sutton on Saturday, so... Okay. And uh, the third still question. We've still got to win our game, though. What? We've still got to win our game, though. Already done. We've already won it. Oh, <laughs> fuck sake. It's usually me. <laughs> the third question. What are they, um, Ben? What, what kind of uh, club, uh, you know, our, our Barrow? If we. Um, no, no. No, no. No. <laughs> But if we don't win tomorrow, <laughs> if we don't win tomorrow, can Ned get the blame and not me? And not me. Yeah. We're going to win. And you always point. get the blame, mate. Yeah, I know. Question three. And I actually expected this vote to be a little bit closer than it was. Um, so clearly people are still on a high from midweek. Um, and it's if we do make the playoffs, what happens? And again, I'll round the figures up and down. Losing the semis got 16%. Lose at Wembley again, 19%. We are going up, come on, you Reds, 65%. <laughs> a lot of positivity in that vote that should we make the playoffs, 
we're going to win it as well. Um, Ned, where are you yeah, on that one? Hundred percent. We'll beat Fort <laughs> Bell in the first game, and then and then we'll beat Mansfield at, at Wembley. That's how it's going to go down. Okay. Uh, and uh, well, as you as you you know, Mystic Ned has come out tonight. Uh, that win <laughs> over that win over Port Vale that you've described is it going to be nice and straightforward, just two ninety minute games, or are we going to see a another twenty seven twenty six like it was against Sheffield United? Or is it Port Vale's pitch, according to Rich, suits Swindon? Yeah, so Port, Vale, Port Vale one of the best pitches in the league apparently, and suits Swindon style of play. Yeah, big pitch. What do you agree? Uh, but yeah, Ned, is, is it going to be a nice, easy qualification or are we going to penalties or what's happening Comfortable. there? Comfortable. Comfortable. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Joe? Uh, I'm afraid I'm probably in the 16%. <laughs> Losing the semis? Yeah. Well, you know, this is why we do these. We can't all agree on everything. Uh, Craig? I, I, just think, I, I just think we wouldn't have enough over two games against teams around us personally, but I'd love to be proved wrong. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Interesting, interesting thought process, Craig. Yeah, I, I think if if we get to the playoffs, it's inevitable we'll get to Wembley. But I think we'll lose. <laughs> the, the, so you're you in know. the nineteen percent. Yeah, <laughs> it will continue our our um, our poor record at the new Wembley, and we'll end up, and it'll be against Rovers. You can guarantee it, and that 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 wanker Barton will be like fucking unbearable. So. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's just me being pessimistic and, and all, but I, I could just see it happening. We'll get. I think to the I think Rovers will get third. Actually, I think they'll get third. I mean, we'll we'll, cele- we'll celebrate like we've already gone up when when we you know at the end in the last game against Warsaw, and then we'll just have our hearts broken at Wembley by Joey Barton. <laughs> I, li- I like how you've all come up with a little narrative for your answer for this. Um, Rich, what what's your story of the playoffs? I I'm in the 19%. I think we'll be, if we do, if we get Mansfield, I think we're in the final. Then uh, yeah, I I I think we'd lose it. I just don't see us beating Mansfield. Okay, not even in a one-off game. No, and especially not at Wembley either. Okay, Ben. Um, I'm on the 66%. How many times have you seen the team that sneaks in playoffs on the last day and the authority of the playoffs? takes a on and upwards to play off victory. Um, I think you're playing a team who will be disappointed and not making automatics. And, um, yeah, I think we'll be off the back of four wins on the spin. So we'll have momentum. We'll be flying. Um, the current ground will be buzzing. I think we'll do it. OK. And uh, finally, Woody? 100%. If we get in the playoffs, we're going up. Excellent. Um, That's what we like. For you. Because the only way we can get in the playoffs is by having this big momentum. Um, we're getting in there. We'll win the play. We'll win it because I probably won't be at the playoff finals, so we'll probably yeah. win it. Um, and uh, yeah, and to be, and fuck it, we've just beaten the champions leg twice this season, both yeah. with pretty weakened squads. So we can beat anybody in this league now. We've got to have that belief. We will win the playoffs this season. If- if we the thing is, though, you say that we know we can beat anybody, but the trouble is we can lose to anybody as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Relying, He's just given this really positive the, speech, Joe. You have to go all this fucking negative. I'm just, I'm just grounding it a bit. Just grounding us down a bit. You, you, you relying on historical stats, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is that? What is that? The point? What is that? A drink <laughs> We have just come off the back of beating a team when we've only had ten men. That is unheard of. <laughs> 
<laughs> so for us, we also drew to Colchester, who had nine men. So yeah, but fuck Colchester, they're just shit. <laughs> um, they're just they're, don't they worry, Sai's si not due on anytime soon, Woody. Yeah, sorry, Sai, si, but you're shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. We're gonna we're gonna do it, and I want Bristol Rovers because I, in fact, if we get Bristol Rovers, I'm coming back off my holiday to yeah. go to the playoff final, and then I'm gonna sit behind Joey Barton and just <laughs> mug him off the whole game, put him turning off his game. Your miss is oh. not with you tonight, Woody. She probably can't hear me. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> um, well, I, I enjoy the mix of reactions, but very much enjoying your positivity this evening, Woody, and uh, and Joe. Shut up. Stop being so negative. <laughs> it's late, mate. It's late, isn't it? It is. It is. It is very late. It's uh, it's about time we went to our sponsors and had an advertisement break, I think. But uh, but no, we don't do that. Um, yeah, everyone hold up a different sponsor. I've got... Uh, who have I got? I've got Asda. Asda Stillwater sponsoring us. You're more welcome to send me more of these. Yeah, okay. Nice. Uh I, I have Virgin, but they keep fucking up my broadband, so they can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, any sponsor you want to put forward, Craig? Uh, no. No, no. <laughs> Craig Strickland, Brilliant. BBC man, no adverts. No. Um, let's talk uh, Barrow then, guys. And uh, I think it's first only wise talk about opening the bank. Who wants to jump in on that one? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's a fantastic idea and this has been driven by the Supporters Club and the Trust as well, yeah, from my understanding on um, on social media. Um, it's, you know, put, making it £10 an adult is a stroke of genius in, in my view because it's like we're, we're getting 10000 plus already for, for a lot of our games this, this season. How many more do you think you could get in, in into the ground for, for this game, even though it's as important as it is? By opening up the Stratton Bank and making it pretty much cheap as chips, if you if you're an adult and you've got a couple of kids under the age of eleven, that's twelve quid, which is fucking absolute bargain. So it is a really good idea. If we could get all four sides of the ground with noise, you know that would be brilliant for the players. They wouldn't have experienced that this season. Not not that amount of noise anyway. Um, yeah, it'd be great. I mean, I, I said before, you know, I, I tweeted um, Stratton Bank was where I grew up supporting the town on, on those terraces and, and everything. So I've got a lot of fond memories there when, you know, when it was um, standing. I probably won't go go on the Stratton Bank um, tomorrow because um, I'd already got my tickets for the Don Rogers, but plus where it's seating, it's probably it's probably not the same. And I'm probably just being a sentimental old old bastard, but um, I'd like to remember it as it was <laughs> in the in the good old days for me. But um, mm. but yeah, it's a great, great idea. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, eventually once all our, you know, plans for redevelopment are done, it will be more of a permanent thing. No, I, I completely see that. And I, I even understand the sentiment of you wanting to keep the memories as they are and and not changing them. Um, We've already sort of spoken about how confident the people on the poll were and, and Ned said how confident he is. So let, let's go around everyone then and, and see what they think for the game itself. Uh, Joe, I'll ask you first, what are you expecting and uh, and how confident are you? Well, I'm expecting about 4-0 win. Um, I, I said to my mate on before the game on, on Tuesday that Barrow was the one I was most concerned about. I was confident with Forest Green. I'm confident about Walsall. 
Barrow is the one that I feel it'd just be so typical Swindon to slip up in. You know, big crowd, should be an easy game. And Phil Brown shithouse is a one one nil win. Um, I mean, it's... but but generally, I am I am confident that we will win. I think we we've the momentum we've got, the confidence they'll have from the especially from the other night. I I am confident that we'll win, but it, I do have that concern that it is it's a it's a big banana skin. Um, Rich, it's it's worth noting. I mean, I I, very, I like Joe's positivity that he's expecting a four nil win, but when you look at Barrow's results just in April alone. Uh, a narrow defeat to Exeter. They beat Sutton. They drew with Salford. They hammered Forest Green. Um, and a narrow defeat to Port Vale that they also lost to Crawley. But apparently all the good teams lose to Crawley. Um, they're, they're not going to be easy, are they? No, I don't think they are. I watched the highlights of their game against Exeter the other night. I was actually quite intrigued about it. And, you know, they have uh, obviously beaten, like, the big teams, but most of their wins have actually been at home. They haven't actually done as well away from home this season. Um, But one thing that they do have, and we always seem to struggle uh, with, is they've got a long thrower. And, um, you know, I think... Although, I mean, we should really be winning this and we should really be comfortably winning this. It's one of those things where something like that could literally just put our confidence straight back down again. And, you know, I think Ghana needs to make... Ghana needs to get that right. He needs to be aware of this long throw that they do have. And, you know... He's got to set up properly. If he sets up all right, you know, great. You know, and if the goal comes from, if they score a goal and it comes from absolutely nothing, we've just got to keep our heads up and just play our football and try and score. You know, it's it's all well and good and easy in hindsight to say things like that. But, you know, uh, we can't let things like one of their shithousery uh, long throws but that's the way that they get through games Barra, and that's the way they've stayed up this season because uh, otherwise if they didn't have that I reckon and the fact that there were two teams a lot shitter than they are mm. there's that too yeah absolutely um, and you know I, I personally feel they got I want to say they got lucky when we played them away from home um, they, they, we, we didn't turn up that game but their pitch was absolutely horrendous as well um, Both teams play on the same pitch. They do, but obviously uh, the the pitch wasn't an excuse that day. It was just the fact the players didn't turn up. They didn't turn up. No, they didn't turn up. But uh, Joe, the pitch was really bad, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but it, I mean, it was pissing down for twenty. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Like, yeah, no. But um, yeah, it was. It was one of the. You got to put the effort in. They put the effort in. We did. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's why I said, yeah, I, I just don't think they turned up. But you know, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? So, but um. I'd I'd like to be reasonably confident, but like Joe said, this was the game that I was most worried about, um, other than Leighton Orient. So, you know, we've got we've got to go in with the same positivity, same intensity. Need to make sure that Ghana gets the team right. Because if he gets that right, gets the tactics right, knows what um, Barrow's strengths are, then you know it's all down to the players. Then. As long as Garner's done his homework, which we know he does do, um, we should hopefully be okay. Woody, I'm interested in your opinion from a, a selection point of view. 
Um, we've gone from having a left back we really like and someone who's got good form in midfield that can cover left back to now having neither of those players available. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, although it pains me a little bit to say it, that if we switch to three at the back on on um, Saturday, it wouldn't surprise me at all, especially if Aldri's playing, um, just because I think we we might want that extra centre-back body in there. Um, and like you say, we do, we're slowly running out of uh, full-back options as well, to be totally honest. So um, it might be better to have somebody, you know, to have the wing-backs options um, and it would it, if we put, if we set it up right, it won't change our way of play too much either. Um, and the free if we pay free at the back, it'll help us with the the kind of long ball because it's not just their throwing; they're, they're a long ball team as well. So um, it, it should help us with that as well. As much as I'm not being a massive fan of us having free at the back this season, I think <clears throat> given the form that Conroy and Baldry are in, I can't see O'Brien not playing if. Um, with the you know if if you know if we got the long throw issue, um, so I think it will be them free at the back, um, and then you know it could be anybody on that left hand side really to be totally honest. But okay. I, um, oh sorry, I, I thought I thought um, I think you've got to go with the formation that will suit the team that you're playing. I just think mm-hmm. you know I think there's no point of keeping the same system if they're not going to, uh, you know, uh, if they're just going to play their game, you know, we've, we've got to, we've, like like we've said before, we've got to have more than one plan and we've got, to, uh, we've got to go with the plan that will match and probably better our opportunity in winning the game. And obviously if that doesn't work, then go to, uh, go back to what we uh, usually do and see how that works. Uh, I, I think we need to stay with the 4 3 3 we're in. It gets the best out of McCurdy and Louis Barry. Um, we'll go but you could still go do that. That's what I was going to say. You go 3 4 3 and you'd still have He, he likes three midfield, though, doesn't he, Garner? He likes to have those three central players. Um, I, think, could, I think. Could the, could the four not be more of a diamond then? Well, potentially, but then. But then you're, change, you're changing the whole makeup of a team, then, aren't you? That's the thing. Yeah. Are you a leader, Instead of just changing one or two teams, you're changing well. the whole shape. I think, I think personally, it would just put Odomeo in at left back. Rich would be happy about that. I'm with, um, I'm with Joe. I, I don't I, think, I we think, should. I think you got to stick with what, with what the team's yeah. been successful with in the last few weeks. You know, they've just yeah, had a terrific, although, terrific performance the other night. Odomeo is perfectly all right. He's not a left back, but he's perfectly capable defender from long throws and. and yeah, but I also, really, I also, I also think Joe though that. Um, wow. from, the, from the emphasis of the four-three-three, um, how you know the reason it normally works well is because we have an attacking left back in Ellis Iandolo. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, and Akin isn't going to offer that. I can, I, I agree on the sentiment of just changing one player, but I also, to be fair, I also think that I reckon he probably had plans to play three at the back even before. So. I think um, if we've got Odomeo at left back, I think they'll sort of make it sort of hybrid. I think what they'll do is that throughout the game, Odomeo will move back to centre back position throughout the game when, as and when. Yeah, do you know three, what I mean? Yeah, three like, when defending. Exactly. So that's that's how I think it's going to work. I mean, I don't think he's going to attack too much and just, as, as Joe said, it will turn into a three when they come on the counter. I think that's probably the, uh, the plan. But we'll see, won't we? I guess. Mm. I, th- I think we've been more more attacking 
with the 4-3-3. And that's obviously what we need to do on um, uh, tomorrow. But also, if you look, um, Barrow have conceded less goals than we have. So they're not that bad defensively. So we, we need to, you know, and we know how, how hard it's been for us to break teams down. So I've, I think we're more likely to do that with a 4-3-3 than, and, and also sticking free at, at the back just for, you know, you know, for the header. I, I think personally, if, if, if that long throw is such an issue, then he should drop Baldry for O'Brien. I, I would say just to basically add on that, you've also got to look at the two fullbacks as well. Like, obviously, Manny Egbo, he's not in a 100% form, uh, um, fitness even. Uh, Odomeo, he can be prone to making mistakes. So, I don't know, maybe... <laughs> you just had to throw it in, didn't you? I, you know, it's... I, I, I don't know... I don't know where it's going to be an interesting selection tomorrow. I think. I think. I think, regardless of how we play, regardless, and I, I know I was asked about the tactical question, but the regardless of how we play, I actually think we could play four three three, three five two, whatever. If we don't, if we don't start how we started against Forest Green, I mean, Ned's Ned's branched upon it many a times. You know, if we don't score in that first 20, 25 minutes. We won't. I, I, I think we'll get more and more nervous as the game goes on. However, if I think if we can score, I mean, we, we all said, didn't we, in the chat that we scored on the 15th minute after, you know, Ned's report last week of, you know, within the first 15 minutes. If we can do that again. I, I think, like Joe said, it's going to be 4 0. It will be 4 0 if, if we can score early again. And that doesn't matter what system we're playing. Um, I think it's all about how quickly we can score. I, I think it doesn't matter what tactics we're playing or anything. On Sat on Saturday, Sat tomorrow, it's about how quickly we score that first goal. Um, but yeah, and then we can just deal with the rubbish afterwards. Okay, um, Ben, they were mentioned um, a little while ago in the chat, but um, it was quite evident, particularly in that first half against Forest Green, that you know McCurdy is working his way back to fitness. Barry looks plenty sharp now, um, just about at the right time. I've read a stat today. Uh, they've played six games together, um, Davison, McCurdy and Barry. In that six games, we've won five, lost one. And the one we lost was oh. Salford when they both went off injured. And in that get six games, we've scored 17 goals. Wow. Um, so, Sorry, yeah, to do a Ned Ned's stat. fuming you've called that. Sorry, now, by the way. <laughs> ben Report, um, ben report is in competition with the Ned Report. We need to go early and um, we... Thing with Forest Green, we went with intensity. Ned, you need to interrupt. We went at them. So if we do, (laughs) I'm expecting us to do the same, and hopefully just to knock uh, Barrow on their back foot, and hopefully if we can get a goal in the first ten minutes, we'll be we'll be cooking. But um, long as those three are on the pitch together, um, we can create a goal from anywhere. So I'm confident. Um, I'm more confident than this time time of the season than if we played them November when it's just another game on a Saturday when the character ground's quiet and there's not much intensity and the game pretty much goes as Barrow wants. Then now when the crowd's up, there'll be noise coming from where there'll be high intensity, high tempo, as it was hopefully in 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 as in the forest green, I, I think we'll win. Ned from a 
there, there seems to be a lot of positivity around about this game, whether that's because of the, the result and performance on Tuesday, um, the belief coming back in, not, not just from us talking, obviously, but we saw it in the vote as well. But in terms of Barrow, is it just the long throw and, and sort of the, the, for want of a better phrase, the long ball tactics that they deploy that we need to worry about? Or, or is there a bit of a bit of craft, a bit of guile in there that, that we, you know, it's going to be difficult for us and we need to stay switched on? Well, they've got pacey wingers, haven't they? They've got pacing wingers. So that's another thing that we need to watch out for. Um, but otherwise, you know, other than the pace out wide, there isn't much else, I've got to be honest. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I don't want to sort of go into how shit they are because, because that's just uh, the kiss of death, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Tim um, but, you know, they've got Ollie Banks. Who's I was just going to say Ollie Banks. Ollie Banks is a good player. I was just going to say it. So, like, you Ollie know, Banks obviously with this swindling. Unbelievable, Ben! Once again. Oh, yeah. you know, I did it. I did it so. I was so well until Ned, Ned that didn't moment. interrupt I've you at so all. Ben, and conscious He's done it again. He's, <laughs> little boss. He's done it again. Ned, He's I should have done, done it. Again. Hands. I apologise. Holly Banks, I don't agree again. with you, fella. Oh, thank, thank you, Ben. So glad you interrupted me to agree with me. I interrupted you. <laughs> it was an interruption of admiration and agreement. Shut up, Ben. Let him finish his point. But we, all, we all know that anyone who's had some form of, you know, previous history with Swindon, they're always bound to score. So um, I would like to see Swindon score at least two in the first half, just to give us that comfort level. Because um, I cannot see Barrow scoring two goals. So um, I think you know, it's going to be one of those ones, like Woody said, you know, first 20 minutes. If we can get a goal, then it could be a blooming cricket score as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> but it's it's just when we get past half-time, it's still nil-nil. You know, they've got 11 men behind the ball at all times. That's when, you know, the old sphincter starts to, you know, um, twitch, shall we say. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm confident. I'm confident that you know, so at this at this end of the season, as we all keep saying, it's all about momentum. You know, I could, you know, I I would um, I would hate if all of our games leading up to the playoffs were all scrappy sort of one nil wins because you you can't you there's nowhere to hide in the playoff semi final. You can't just scrape through. If you if you're you know moving into those playoffs, you know with um, full of confidence, you're passing the ball well, everyone looks in good form, then you've got every chance of getting promoted. And at the moment, everyone is looking good. So as long as we can, you know, not get any players injured or sent off, any more players sent off, shall I say, then we should be, we should be A-OK. It's just all about managing our players now. So I, I'm confident as long as we can put in performances, Louis Barry, uh, McCurdy and Davison are so important. If, if they put a shift in, then we're, we're bound to win. That's that's the key, isn't it? It's it, we need to play our game, not worry too much about theirs. Obviously, you've got to think about how they're going to play. But if we play our game and play to the best of our ability, we'll do them tomorrow. But um, but the, the thing is, it's like like you were saying, Ned. If if it get if it's nil nil at half time, it's going to be it's not just going to be the players. It's going to be the crowd that's going to start to get um a bit a bit antsy aren't they i think if we can get one nil up at, before half time doesn't matter when it is even if it's like the 44th minute you know that will that will do it that will yeah. that will do it we, we'll we'll go from strength to strength 
but yeah, the, the longer it goes on, and especially if we're not breaking them down, like we we have struggled at, at home a lot this season, then that's going to be it's 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 going to be difficult to see if we could turn that around if we get into halftime at nil nil. Like we said, that first goal is key. If we get in one nil at halftime, we should be away and and just play our game, play to our strengths. Like you said, with Louis Barry and McCurdy. Absolutely. The crowd just need to be aware. And, you know, I'm saying this because, you know, I know that some people get frustrated when we've had a lot of the ball. We don't create the chances. It all starts to turn a bit sour. But people just, yeah, people just need to be aware that Barrow are going to be having at least 10 men behind the ball at all times. They're going to be really uh, difficult to break do, down. Do they play that way though, Ned? I, I don't they, know. They, they, they will do for sure. They will have. But will they? Ball. Because and, and they I got nothing. They got nothing. I don't. I don't. Because everyone knows this is how you play Swindon. This is how you beat Swindon. And not necessarily you know, when we've been at home. There's, there's, you know, Newport didn't do that and they beat us. But I mean, you know, you look at earlier on in the season, the only teams that we certainly weren't playing well against the teams that sit back and defend and then shit out of one goal or two goals. Rochdale did it as well. Well, They got a point, didn't they? They were shit. And we were even shitter that day. That was was a really bad day. That's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's not just going to be... They will shit out. They will shit out, for sure. I mean, 100%, they will be getting players behind... Because this is what they're all about. They're all about organisation and defence. And if where they've struggled to score goals this year. So, I mean, they would be much further up the table if they had, you know, um, if they were more attacking, shall we say. Well, yes, but that, uh, with all due respect, that's easy to say about anything. I could say Swindon would be further up the table if they didn't draw so many games or lose so many games at home. But if, well, if so you, you said they've got two very pacey wingers as well. They have got two very pacey wings. They haven't bloody used them this year. That's their problem. If they if they were you know more attacking and more open to trying to win a game, Barrow would be doing all right this year. Yeah, but again, it's, now that their position is safe, does that change? Well and good hindsight, isn't it? I would. I was about to say. I would also say. I mean, I can understand why they would come to us to set up defensively, but equally at the same time, they're already safe. They've got. I, I had a look whilst you were discussing. They've got fourteen players that go out of contract in the summer. So those those players are now safe. Uh, those sorry, that team is now safe. So those players are playing for a contract. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if those pacey wingers get used a little bit more because they want to be used a bit more. But I think Barrow's problem is they do use the long ball, but they also do use those wingers. But they have got nothing up front. Um, and I think same as a lot of teams in this <laughs> in this league, there's only a few that have actually got something up front, but. I think it's almost impossible to predict how Barrow are actually going to line up tomorrow because you'll have a tactic of a Phil Brown tactic, get players behind the ball, um, but also you've got players there, like I say, they're playing for contracts, so they yeah. might, you know, they might come at us a little bit more. Just on just on that point, Woody, uh, both their wingers are on loan players, so it's a. But you know, um, I understand what you're saying, um, but <laughs> I don't, I can't see Isn't Phil Brown. Stevens? Jordan Stevens, yeah, Robbie Gotts. Cool. I, I mean, I, oh I yeah, both leads, aren't they? Yeah. So I mean, I can't see. I mean, if I mean in Phil Brown's mind, he wants to win the game, and 
I'm pretty he I'm pretty sure that he's aware that the only way he wins that game is to absorb our pressure and try and hit us on the counter by by whacking a long ball. That's the that's the only real way that Barrow can beat us. I I, I can't. I can't see another way that they're going to be able to outpass us. They're not going to. Um, they're not going to. There's no. There's no team in the league that can outpass us, though, is there? No. No, no team exactly. in the league. No team in the league. Any any team this season that's tried to play football against us, we've absolutely bad. Exactly. And that, that's why I, I agree. With, I, I do agree. I agree with both of what Woody and Ned have said there. That like Barrow are going to be unpredictable because of the situation they're in. But I also agree that the most sensible way to play if they want to win the game is to soak it up and, and whatever. But I, I, I think from our point of view, we've got a, we've got to match their physicality because they're going to be long balls. They've got, uh, is it Amadi Holloway or whatever his name is up front, you know, big unit, Pacey wins a ball in the air. You know, we've got to cope with that. We've got to cope with the Pacey wingers. And if we play our game, we'll win. Simple as that. Exactly. Um, just just one more thing before I go around and ask everyone for their score prediction. Um, Craig, I'll start with you on this one. When it's come to, let's think of an example, sl- slightly different circumstances, of course, but when it came to Oldham, there was a lot of talk about Sheridan wants to win because it's Swindon. Is that the same for Phil Brown? No, I wouldn't have thought so because it wasn't as toxic for him when he, when he left. Um, it just sort of fizzled out we weren't going I mean it wasn't great obviously at, at the time um but no I don't think I mean he'll, he'll obviously want to get one over on his on his old team and try and prove a point to the fans but I, you know there wasn't sort of you know I, I don't re- recall it on social media or within the crowd being too anti Phil Brown you know that, that, you know yeah we, we there was plenty of us who wanted him to to go because he was shit but yeah, I, I don't think um yeah, I don't think that's gonna to be too much in into play for um for tomorrow. I might just um I might just title this episode Everyone and every team that isn't Swindon is shit. <laughs> I never said Barrow is shit. I, I said he was shit, but yeah. No, but I'm sure between all of you you've referenced someone or something being shit tonight. Me too. Yeah, that's it. we're just Johnny Big Bollocks now, aren't we? Because we've had three, three, you know, a couple of wins on the bounce. Um, does anyone have any specific um, points about Brown's time here, or, or was it very nondescript and not even worth remembering? Yeah, we were sort of hurtling towards league out of the league, weren't we? We were about 18th when he was five. I remember a game we were home to Cambridge and we got beat 2 0. And it was toxic. The game was horrible to watch. Uh, the town end were giving Lancaster, uh, uh, Lancashire absolute belters. And he actually gave the, the, the thumbs up to the town end when we were giving him shit. And I looked at Phil Brown at the time. And usually he's out barking. barking. He was just looked lost. He looked clueless with his arms folded. He didn't know what to do. And we were getting battered by a pretty average Cambridge side. And I thought we're in trouble. We might go out of the league this season. I would, um, um, ju- I would recommend taking your dog to the vet if that's how it's about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, that's how he, he shouts. I remember sitting his, his purple suit and his son just bark at everyone. <laughs> it's just quite funny. But the bloke himself is actually generally quite a nice bloke. And I don't think anyone at, at Swindon disliked him. No one liked Sheridan because he was a horrible man. 
but no one disliked Phil Brown. He was generally quite nice. And I hope all the best for Phil Brown. And I, I, I wish him all the best at Barrow. I hope we get stuff him tomorrow, but I hope he does really. I'm, I'm chuffed that he's, he kept them up. Um, but um, to be honest with you, oh I, th- I, I think with uh, Brown's time at Swindon, obviously it was very, very mixed. Obviously he got some draws. He got some, we, there was games where we actually played some really good football and stuff like that. But I think towards the end of his time at Swindon, from what I recall, we were just struggling to get uh, through games, to be honest with you. I mean, I remember we had York in the FA Cup or something like that, which was his last game. We won 2-1. Mm. But um, and I think I don't know whether or not we were all quite surprised when obviously he he got he got uh, sacked because he he got sacked after a win like sort of thing like that. I know it was York and stuff like that, but you know whenever a manager gets sacked after a win, like you know it's it's always a bit strange that they don't get Richie was lined up. At least the true, you know. But I think, I think as well with um, <clears throat> with with Phil Brown. He all right. He did have one summer transfer window, but he did have to. He did have a lot of shit in that squad that Flipcroft had signed. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he was kind of hamstrung a bit by by that. But um, Molly Lancashire, yeah, that, that, there was yeah. a lot of a lot. That's of exactly the point I, hate, I was about. I to hated make. him. We, we, we spent a lot of money that that him. summer as well, didn't we? Under under Flipcroft initially, so. So yeah, I, I think you know he was yeah he, he had his hands tied a little bit with that. I personally don't think Rich likes defenders. I just don't think he <laughs> likes defenders. Every, every player he has a strong yeah, dislike for. To be fair, Fife, the only Lancashire was fucking shit. He was so bad. <laughs> uh, I remember Crew away a few se- uh, in 2019 season, and uh, they beat us uh, when we went to their place. They won through one, and he came on as a substitute. And they scored their third goal uh, in like the 90th minute or something like that. And Ollie Lancashire came up and was giving it all that to the Swindon fans, honestly. I um, I, I mentioned to my daughter, when we went to Harrogate a couple of weeks ago, I said to my daughter that their number six was the worst professional footballer I'd ever seen. But I'd actually forgotten about Ollie Lancashire because he was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Harrogate number six is actually the second worst. <laughs> well, I do feel we may have veered off topic slightly. Uh, yeah. So let's um, let's go round and get the score predictions. Then um, I will start with Craig. Uh, Two-one town. Ben. I don't like to predict because we always lose, and I say we win, but I think we'll win. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, the missus says we're going to lose 1 0. I think we're going to win 3 0. Okay, Woody? I agree with Ben. I think it's going to be 3 0. Rich? 3 1. I reckon they'll get a consolation. Joe? Uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be edgy, and, uh, I, but I think we'll, we'll just about nick it by a goal. So. 1-0. And uh, Ned? Oh. <laughs> it's either going to be hammering or it's going to be really close. I can't work out which one. It's normally <laughs> one or the other, isn't Four it? One. Either hammer Four a team one. or beach to be. Yeah. <laughs> you Four interrupted one. his prediction. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've noticed this season, I, I don't know how many we've had of these but if we don't sometimes if we don't seem to beat them at home we beat them away and if we don't beat them away we beat them at home like 
I have I haven't gone through all the all the games this season, but if you look at it, Ned's on uh, it. Yeah, I, I think it's know, only, I think it's only Exeter that have done the double on us. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. Be a, be an interesting stat to know, that's for sure. Yeah, so you off know. the top of my head, anyway, I can't mm. think of anyone. Else. Yeah, no, I I think I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah, no, I I can't think of any other teams either. Well, my prediction for all it's worth, um, I can't. I'm pretty much going along the same line as Joe. I I think. Although I'm confident we can get the win, I think it might be a bit nervy, a bit edgy, particularly to begin with. Um, I'm going to say 2-1, um, 2-1 win for town. Um, before we go, gents, there's just one other thing I wanted to do. We, As this is a bonus episode, we haven't done a mailbag or anything, but, but there was one thing I, I did want to say. Um, a good friend of the show, um, his Twitter handle, Ocus Road, um, put out on on his Twitter recently that he'd had um, some health issues and just on behalf of you guys, I hope you don't mind, but I just wanted to, to send all of our best to him. I know, I think Ned's dropped him a message. I have from our, from our Twitter. I think Ben might've done as well. Yeah. Um, and maybe some of you other guys have, but yeah, dropped him a message check. He, he does seem okay. Um, he seems fine. He's, he's recovering well. And, and he says that he's uh, getting himself as ready as he can be for, for Wembley. So, uh, all being well, the team will get there so that he can see us one more time live this season. Um, but knowing that he will watch and or listen to, to this episode as well, get well soon, mate. Uh, we're all sending our best to you. Yeah, all the best. Okay. Yeah, send, uh, I'll uh, like send all our thoughts to Link's family as well. I don't know if they're seeing this. But yes, absolutely. yes, absolutely. Well said. Um, I reckon, uh, Fifey, there's one more shout out that you should do as well. Is there? Yeah, for your son. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. F- thanks, Ned. Um, yes. So <laughs> anyone who's uh, who, who's followed my, whether it's Facebook or, or Twitter, will see that I've been posting a lot about my uh, my son this week. Um, he's 13 and he's uh, grading for his black belt in mixed martial arts this weekend. So tonight, just before we started recording, I've just dropped him off. Uh, he's done stage one. He's done the mental assessment. He had a five-hour session with all the other um, black belt recommendees. Uh, it was all to do with like meditation, and they've had to write speeches about themselves, and they've started delivering them in front of the whole group and stuff. Tomorrow, um, he's got a, I think it's a nine-hour technical grading, all the punches, kicking, combination sparring, that kind of thing. Um, and then Sunday morning, they all go out to uh, Braggart Park, which is a bit like um, Coatwater or Lydiard Park down there um, for seven o'clock Sunday morning for three hour physical testing, which starts with a, a run around. And then uh, there's like a, a massive hill where they've got to carry weight bags and press ups, sit ups, burpees, all that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, he's doing that. And I'm just very proud that it's, you know, COVID delayed it probably two years for him he's been waiting to do this black belt but uh but yeah i'm very proud that he's he's turned up because he's been stressing himself out about it but he's done phase one and he came out and he said that he he's feels like he's benefited from it so hopefully he can take that into the rest of the weekend and by sunday night be a black belt here's hoping. Glad. Well good lad well. good lad yeah, good luck Good no, no, thank you guys i appreciate that and uh, and thank you for your time on a uh, on a friday night as well very much appreciated I think that's all left to say is, uh, come on, you Reds, let's bring home those three points. Come on, Reds. From, uh, from all of us here at Fools Rush In, goodbye. <laughs>